0: You want your five-star matches? <laughs> you want your 30-minute classics? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Big meaty men slapping me. <laughs> Is good, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to the Slapping Meets Wrestling Podcast. I'm recording live on TikTok for this episode. This is episode 25 of the podcast. That's crazy, and um, so I am live on TikTok right now as I'm recording it. I'm also recording it for the audio version um, that will go uh, on to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you you know. You can listen to your podcast. I think, like, iHeartRadio is going to have it. Some other places as well. Um, The link to that is in the bio of my TikTok for those who are on TikTok watching this right now. We are going to talk about WWE Crown Jewel. Um, If you are a wrestling fan here on TikTok and you're watching this live, go ahead and hit that subscribe button or follow button. I do try to post some wrestling content As much as I can. Um. And so. That's what. That's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about WWE. Crown. Jewel. Now. I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. I. The the show was good. It was. Everything I expected it to be. Um. So. It's. We're we're not going to sit here and dissect every match. I don't plan on keeping you all here that. That long. Um. And really, the, the the only match coming into this, the only match coming into Crown Jewel that I actually cared about was Roman Reigns versus um, Logan Paul. That was the only match I cared about coming into this pay-per-view, uh, premiere live event, whatever you want to call it. Um, to me, that was... The, the the only match that to me felt properly built and that that it had the sort of big time feel to it um so we start the card with Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley great way to excuse me a great way to start the show off by the way Brock Lesnar Bobby Lashley a match Many people have been wanting to see one-on-one for a long time. Going back to Lesnar's first run with the company and Lashley's first run with the company, this was a match that people wanted to see for a long time. Um, And I think WWE did everything with this match perfect. Now, was it a, a... you know what the shame is call his matches bangers no uh, they're not it wasn't like that banger match where like oh i'm going to remember it it was a great match in the ring um, but they told the story and they 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 made you know everyone involved i think better for that right so of, so first off Lashley in the first time they met at Royal Rumble Lashley won the title off of Lesnar because of the sort of, you know, Heyman turned on Brock, and Lashley picked up the win. So now we have Brock here, and um, Brock picks up the win. So it's sort of one-on-one. And so I think you could lead into either a Survivor Series match, if you want to do it quick, or if you want to continue to build this a Royal Rumble, or, or I would even prefer a WrestleMania match, but you know, and I, and do like a, a first the first the three or best two out of three falls, or something like that, um, to complete the feud, right? To complete the rivalry of Brock and Bobby. Brock doesn't need to be, and this was my biggest problem with how Vince McMahon used Brock Lesnar was that Vince McMahon, anytime Brock was there, Brock had to be in the title picture for Vince McMahon. He's fine putting over Bobby Lashley. He's fine being in the mid-card and having these different type of matches to to put over maybe up-and-coming talent or whatever. The match was fine. Um, I don't think it was like a banger of a match. But you had Lashley basically destroy Brock, and then Brock um, picking up the win. First off, you make Bobby look strong, like, oh, I would have beat you if you, you know, I I should have beaten you. Like, Bobby destroyed Brock in this match. But then you give the Saudi crowd the Brock Lesnar win, which is what they wanted. Brock Lesnar, I don't know what it is. He gets cheered every time he's on TV, but especially in the Saudi crowd. I don't know what it is. Um, I thought it was a pretty decent match to start. I thought it was weird that it did start, though, because a lot of times you do want your 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 starting match to sort of set the mood and the energy of the show. And um, not that this was a bad match. It just, to me, this felt more like in the middle of the card is where I would have put it. Um But for some reason, Brock likes to go first at the Saudi shows. Maybe he just wants to get his match on and get the hell out of there. I don't know. Um, so the next match is, um, the Women's Tag Team Championship. Alexa Bliss and Asuka versus Damage Control, which is Dakota Kai and Isle Sky. I don't even care how good the match was. I really don't. To me, it does not matter how good the match was. Um... The, uh, what's the point of giving Asuka and Bliss the titles on Monday Night Raw for them to lose them again five days later? It makes no sense to me. I'm, I, I, I'm not sold on this championship being legit because this is the type of booking we get for it. Now, I think this is either setting up Um, some sort of return. This is setting up some sort of return. Um, I'm thinking like Sasha and Naomi return and we get a feud with them or something. I just don't know what the point was of taking the titles off of damage control only to put them back on five days later. It makes no sense to me at all. It really annoys me that they do do things like that, um, and I don't know. It just it, it it bothers me. It really does bother me. Um, and then we get the well, we'll we'll talk about Bray in a minute. We get a little Bray Wyatt slip in here where he you know in the interview he excuse me with the interview with uh, Bliss before the match. The lo- Bray's logo comes up on the little screen. Don't know what that is. And, and then we're, we'll talk about Bray Wyatt here in a minute when we get to his segment. Um, then we get McIntyre and Cross. It wasn't a bad match. Um, I just... I don't get what the point of having Cross in this feud in anymore if he's not going to start winning. Like, Cross needs a legitimate win. Um, he needs a legitimate win. Like, McIntyre doesn't need to be picking up wins in this feud. Cross needed this win. I'm not upset. I like McIntyre. But I just don't understand the point of having McIntyre continue to beat Cross. I know Cross won at Extreme Rules but I need Cross to sort of pick up some sort of clean win. Like I don't understand the point of having this match. And then what's the point of having Scarlett interfere in the match if Cross isn't going to win? Like what what there was no advantage there. It makes no sense. Right? It just I don't know. It really just annoys me how they book Karrion Cross cuz he is so good and I, they need to do better. They need to do better. And that's just me. Um we then move on to the OC. Now, this was a match I was interested in only because AJ sort of like, "Oh, we gotta have a uh, uh, we have a Rhea problem," and, and I know how we're gonna fix it. And so, I only was really interested in this match to see who was gonna come out and stop Rhea. Well, that didn't happen. So, to me, this match automatically loses points because that that needs to be something that happens on a pay per view, premier live event. Not on a Monday Night Roll. Um, Rhea gets involved, attacks AJ. So now all three of the OC has been been attacked by Rhea. Judgment Day picks up the win. It is what it is. Judgment Day does need... Judgment Day should have won. Absolutely. Um, I just... Don't know what the whole point of... Not having the either a woman or... I get they're probably going to try to save it for the build to War Games. Um, but... I don't know. I just wish something would have happened... Um, that would have... Given the OC... OC didn't have to win. But if you would have just had... You know, maybe... Rhea, the person come to stop Rhea, and that distraction alone is what set up Judgment Day. Like, like she beats Rhea's ass. The only good thing about this is Rhea and and like Rhea attacked Styles, and Michael Cole was just way too into his job here, and he was like, "Oh, someone needs to beat her ass." That was the great call. Speaking of that, I love Cora Graves. Don't get me wrong. But can we keep Wade Barrett on the uh, on the PLE the Premier Live event uh, commentating? I, the two we had on Saturday, keep them. Uh, Wade Barrett and, and you know he picks up right where McAfee left off, and I like Barrett and Michael Cole better than I like Michael Cole and Corey Graves. That's just me though. Um, moving on, Strowman and Omos. Strowman Strowman gets the win. Um, Over Omos, so this is probably Omos' best match in the company. And it still wasn't, to me, all that good. At least we had Omos in the ring with someone other than a jobber. But Omos lost. So my, my, my question is, what do we do with Omos now? Is he gone? Does he go away? Like, what do we do with Omos now that he lost to Braun Strowman? Because he's not a legitimate giant anymore if he can't beat the monster of all monsters. I just, what do we do with Omos? Are we going to repackage him again? Because what they tend to do is Omos loses, like, a match like this at a premier live event and then two months later he shows up again and they have him they try to restart the cycle of him jobbing or beating jobbers again and I just I don't we don't want that I don't we don't need that um, are they going to continue this feud I don't know I'm interested to see where it goes but I'm also really interested to see Omos just not be a part of the me- he needs to go to NXT he needs to run in NXT to really um, work on mic work and in-ring ability and stuff like that. Um, Nothing against Omos, I think, if booked properly and if he put in some work, he'd be a a fine big man. Um, But this just... He misses the mark in a lot of areas uh, in the way that they they present him. And he's... I I don't know. Maybe it's just that they, for the last, like, two months, every Monday night, he's on Raw and he beats up, you know, people who are a fourth of his size, and it just doesn't, I don't know. I don't know what it is about him, but moving on. Um, Usos versus Brawlin' Brutes. Usos retain. This was going to be a banger of a match anyway because the Usos, no matter what the Usos do, every match the Usos are in, is it is a great match. The Usos are the best active tag team, and the more and more I see them, I'm willing to say that I believe that the Usos are the best tag team of all time. I'm going to put that out there. The Usos are the best tag team of all time. Um, that's. I'll leave it there. There's not much to say about the match. Um, the Saudi fans chant, chanted, "We want Sammy." Which, they, Saudi's never going to get Sami Zayn, which is sad, but it's just part of the the, the reality of the fact that they're doing a Saudi Arabia show. Um, but the Usos put on a, a good match. There's rumors that Jay could be injured, but some are speculating that that storyline as a way to get them out of their match against the New Day for the titles on Friday. We shall see. Who knows? We had a, the last woman standing match between Belair and Bailey, in which Bel-Air won. This was a really physical match, a really good match. Um, not much really to say about it. It, it did what it needed to do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, everything, every part of it was good. The only thing, I and, I and this is why I hate even more that the titles went back to Bel-Air. And uh, Or, excuse me, went back to Damage Control. The the, the tag titles went back to Damage Control. Because what I really wanted was them to set up a match at Survivor Series, Belair and Asuka and uh, Bliss versus Damage Control and Bayley, winner takes all. They could still set that up. Um, but it really would have made more sense to say... You know, have have Bel have the good guys Air, Bliss, and Oscar have all the belts, and then have Bailey and Kai and Sky leave Summer excuse me leave Survivor Series with all the belts. That would have made perfect sense to me. That was the way I would have would have wanted it to happen. Um, but it, of course, you know, it didn't happen that way. Um, still a good match. Not gonna hate on it. Um. Then we get Bray Wyatt's segment, and he goes on and on again about how, you know, no one loves me, you know, blah, 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 this, that, this, and the other. And then Uncle Howie Howdy shows up, and I don't even remember what he said to be on But here's where I stand on Bray Wyatt. Every week, every episode... Every PLE, since he's returned, you've given me more questions than you've given me answers. And I'm at the point right now where I want answers. I, I, need, I need answers for what you told me three weeks ago before you tell me more this week. Um, if you want me to remain interested in the show, give me a reason to care about this. Because at this point, Bray's not wrestling. And all we're getting is you know, him battling with himself. Which is fine. If you give me answers, who's Uncle Howdy? What's going on? Give me answers to what is going on rather than continuing to, st- to stack on more mystery and more questions. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's all I'll say about... Bra- I, I don't hate it. I'm still going to hold on to it. I'm still hoping that maybe eventually we'll end up getting some sort of answer... But I'm just really starting to lose interest in Bray Wyatt um, being here because we're not getting anything out of it, right? Let's talk about our main event. Like I said, this was the only thing I cared about coming into this right here. It's the only thing I cared about. Was Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul. Um And this match, this match right here, oh baby, this delivered a thousand times more than I believe that it would have. Everyone and their mother knew Roman Reigns was leaving out of here. Now, I've always had my speculations on what I would have done if Logan would have won the title. How If I was booking it, I would have had Logan won, win the title and then I would have spun it in a, in a specific way maybe. Logan, read the con- read the contract. It was only for one belt, not both belts, or something like that. Um, however, Roman won, um, and, th- and that's exactly what we thought was going to happen. But in between, they gave us some moments. They gave us some moments, and I'm going to be the first person right here, right now, to give Logan Paul his motherfucking flowers. Right. There's so many people that come in and every year at WrestleMania or at these big events like SummerSlam and stuff. We always get these sort of celebrity guys, and people complain. The IWC complain. Year in and year out. Um, year in and year out, IWC complains. Well, why are they taking roster spots on this card from... Um, actual wrestler, people who put in their time in the guys, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something right here right now. Logan Paul, I guarantee put this on paper. Write this down. I'm putting this on the motherfucking record. Logan Paul is better than 100% of the AEW roster. Let's go a little bit farther. Logan Paul is better than ninety-five percent of wrestlers in all promotions, in all countries, in all city states promotions, independent, Impact, WWE, AEW. He's better than ninety-five percent of them. Whether you've whether they've been in for a month or 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 twenty years. Logan Paul in his three matches. Logan Paul and his three matches have has been more entertaining, more athletic, has put on better matches, and has shown that he is a better professional wrestler than 95% of the business, whether you're independent, AEW, WWE, Impact, ZCW, G, PGW, uh, GCW, whatever you want to name, Logan Paul is better than 95% of the entire business. Whether well, you've put in a month or a thousand years, Logan Paul is better than you, and this is why the the IWC hate Logan Paul because he's better than them. And the outsiders coming in, and there's this gatekeeping in the professional wrestling industry from the wrestlers themselves and and from the fans. There's this gatekeeping. We can't allow this outsider to come into our little niche clique. And be better than us. And that's why people complain. And then we get this match where Logan Paul showed that he could do this shit. And then they sit here and like, oh, that was a good match. No, 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 you don't get to switch sides, my dude. You don't get to switch sides. You were shitting on this thing when they announced it. I didn't think it would be this good of a match. I knew Logan Paul was going to step out the second I saw Logan's first match. And then he had his match against Miz at SummerSlam. So I knew when they announced this, this was going to be a good match. And I also knew this was going to bring eyes to the product. So I understood why it was happening. And I really, that's why the longer they built this, the more and more I wanted Logan Paul to win the match. Roman Reigns is my favorite wrestler. I think he's the best active wrestler today, right? I say Logan Paul is better than ninety-five percent of professional wrestlers. Who who's better than Logan? Well, Seth Rollins is better. Kevin Owens is better. Roman Reigns is better. Um, the Usos, I think, are better. Um, I think there's there's a few guys I'm missing, but those guys, guys, to name a few, like that. I, and, and I definitely think he's better than everybody on AEW. There was not a single person on AEW right now that I think Logan Paul is worse than. Logan Paul is better than a- the entire AEW locker room. He'll outdraw anybody. He's better than Moxley. He's better than Danielson. He's better than... Um, Omega, he's better than the Bucs, he's better than Adam Page. He did a better uh, Buckshot there than Adam Page. That's Adam Page's move, and he did it better than them. Logan Paul is better than everyone in AEW. He'll outdraw them, he'll outsell them, and he'll outperform them. And if you don't like that, too damn bad. This match right here, I'm going to say this right now, and people are going to kill me for it. This has to be a candidate for match of the year. This has to be a candidate for the match of the year. There's nothing, like everything in this, like my candidate so far for match of the year, and I know you guys are going to look at me crazy. Uh, my candidates for match of the year, Brock versus Roman at SummerSlam, the match with the tractor, Fantastic. Gunther versus Sheamus. Clash at the castle. Cody versus... Um, Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins at Hell in a Cell. Also, the match that I like to call... And I heard someone call it this, and now I'll forever call this match this match. The purple titty match. Basically, the match where Cody Rhodes wrestled with one arm. And then this match right here. Those are my four candidates for match of the year. There is not a single match on AEW that... I, the only match you could maybe put into match of the year for AEW is Punk versus MJF. And that wasn't even that good of a match, in my opinion. Um, yeah, so uh, Logan Paul, to me, if he would have won the title, it would have been believable to me. And there, there would have been ways you could have spun, you know, maybe Paul Heyman comes out Friday and says, Look, Logan. You should have read the contract, blah, blah, blah. But he didn't win, so who cares? But here's what we also got. We got Jake motherfucking Paul. And y'all can hate the Paul brothers all you want. But they're better than 90% of the tag teams in existence today. The Paul brothers, in terms of money, in terms of bringing eyes to the product... 90% of tag teams are worse than the Paul brothers. And there's rumors going on that Logan and Jake could fight the Usos at WrestleMania in Hollywood for the tag champions. And let me tell you something. If Jake puts in effort and learns the business, that match will be a banger because the Usos will put them over. I know they would. The Usos will treat them right that's what the Usos do. Every single match the Usos are in is an A-plus match. Um, unfortunately, Logan Paul tore his meniscus, his MCL, and his ACL. I don't know if he'll even be back for WrestleMania, to be honest. That's like the rehab for that. And let's just assume he had surgery. He has surgery tomorrow. Um, and that's quick. Return like you have to return to America, and then that would be quick. You know, I mean Logan Paul has money, so he can get in to to have surgery. But let's just assume he has surgery sometime this week. You're talking, you're talking at least six months before he can put weight on the leg, and. Another, you know, six months of rehab of fixing everything. Right? So, I mean, you're talking six months. I mean it's what November? So December, January, February, March, March April April's five months. Now, I think they could maybe do it. Um I think that uh they could maybe do this match at six months. And not have Logan do a lot. But it's still... That's still a cluster of a match that could happen. There's also rumors that KSI and uh, Mr. Beast get involved. And... uh, I mean, so you could do like a Bloodline versus, you know, YouTube type thing. And again, that will draw... You know, if they... If KSI and Mr. Beast put in the work, I'm down for it. Um... I mean, I'm just tired of all the the IWC, the TikTok world, the 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 pure the purest wrestling fans um, saying, "Oh, why are we why are we letting these guys come over? Why are they coming over? Because they bring eyes to the fucking business." Let me let me just explain to you what I mean. Logan Paul had a spot where he jumped off the top turnbuckle and hit Roman Reigns on the announce table. He and he did it. Uh, he took a video of it and then posted it on TikTok. Logan Paul posted it on his own TikTok, and WWE posted it on their TikTok. WWE's, when I looked at it, had 3 million views this morning when I looked at it. They had 3 million views. Logan Paul's had 10 million views. Logan Paul has a larger reach, and Jake Paul has a larger reach than WWE does. So why do we bring these guys over? To get more eyes on the product. Um, overall, I thought Crown Jewel was pretty good. Wasn't the worst thing, wasn't... It was not the best pay-per-view of the year. It was not. Um, but we had some good moments. Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns was the best match we've ever gotten on a Saudi show. Um, and I thought this was the best Saudi show we ever had. We ever got. Um, other than that, I mean, this was a pretty damn good, like... It was decent, of course. Reigns and Logan Paul were the best match of the night. I think potentially could be match of the year. Um, but yeah, so that's that's my thoughts on Crown Jewel. Um, it was it it it, uh, it performed the way I thought it would do. It gave us the results I thought it would. There were some things I didn't agree with, but. Overall, B-plus uh, premiere live event, and it gets you hype. It, pr- it pushes you towards Survivor Series War Games in t- three weeks, um, the weekend of Thanksgiving. Uh, live from TD Garden in Boston, we have Survivor Series, which I'm looking forward to, um, and to add the War Games stipulation is awesome. Other than that, this has been a... Uh, uh, Another episode of the Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast. Thank you all for listening and tuning in. Thank you all to everyone who, you know, liked on TikTok. I appreciate all of you, um, the one person on TikTok who gave me likes. That's... But anyway, if you guys are listening on audio, go to my TikTok at We2Deep413 um, and go and click the follow button. That's we too deep four one three W E T O O D E E P four one three. If you're listening on TikTok, go to the link in my bio. That's the audio uh, version of this podcast. And uh, go and subscribe and follow to those uh, to, to those. Uh, thanks again for everyone for watching, and I will see you on the next episode.